Hi, this is Vernon Kay and welcome to a special England Rugby podcast with Auto Inside Line as we look back on some of our favourite moments from the first year of the show. From Johnny May's pole vaulting, JJ's dancing, to Marley Packer's plumbing and Billy Vanapola's homemade pies, we've got it all covered. Plus, we'll bring you the very best of our three-track series and you'll hear some of the best bits that don't quite make it into the finished... Hang on a minute. Are we doing outtakes? That is not good, my friend. Some of these outtakes are unbelievable. Uh, but they've decided to put them into this. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous because some of them are absolutely shocking. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some of your favourite moments from 2018. This is the best of the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. Billy, it's always a pleasure to sit down and have a chat. What's your what's the favourite dish that your grandma makes? Uh, she she just loves suckling pigs. Really, like, that's our thing. Like when whenever we go home, without fail, on average we eat three when we're back home, whether we're there for four days or wow. three weeks. And and with the crackling and all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, love that. What, what accompaniments come with suckling pig? You make your own, really, right? Yeah. Is it with like rice and just no, no yam, yam, cassava? Um, planting everything um, which is probably why we're not very skinny back home because they think starchy carbs is good <laughs> was, for you I was brought up in the wrong place <laughs> do you know were well, you always a big guy fat like and I blame my granddad for that actually because <laughs> right. I remember that him dropped me off to school with a steak and kidney pie for lunch and I was like four years old <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, well, yeah, there is when you have it every day and, you, <laughs> and you first weigh in at 15, you're 137 kilos. Good grief. It's the one and only Johnny Mayer. If you could hear one music track ever again, what would it be and why? I've just watched The Greatest Showman, Rewrite the Stars, Zac Efron, I love his stuff, loved High School Musical, I love duets. It's a feel-good song and I like it. We're flying. Yeah. So Don't ruin it for me, please. I love that song. There's not a star in heaven that you... I love, love a bit of that high school yeah. musical. Proud to welcome the brother-in-law, Elliot Daly, to the podcast. Hello. Hi. What's been the weirdest thing that anyone has ever said to you, player-wise? Because I know there's a lot of characters in this squad. Oh, that is a question and a half. Yeah. Johnny May just comes into my head a lot when this happens. <laughs> Well, we've, we spoke to Johnny May, and I didn't realise that he's a massive High School Musical fan. Huge is fan. He? Yeah. That's yeah. surely that's a lie. No. no, he's a huge fan of uh, Zac Efron. That's why he loves uh, the, the musical that all the England oh my rugby boys like. I'm going to bring that up as yeah. soon as possible. Might loves text it. him after this, actually. Well, I started singing a song from it, and he went, shut up, you're going to ruin it for me. Wow. He told me to be quiet. He said, you're going to ruin the song for me. See, that's the, that's, the type of, that's the type of thing he comes out with on a daily basis. Hi, this is Harry Williams, and you're listening to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. Because you're a big I'm a, I'm a music <laughs> techno fan, right? I really enjoy the music. I listen to the music sort of whenever I'm driving, and I, and I do like, I take a keen interest in like listening to sort of like new releases and all the and stuff like that. And it isn't to everyone's taste because sort of it's quite repetitive and there aren't many words. <laughs> But um, <laughs> that's dance music for you. But, yeah, Do you listen really... to Select UK Radio? On I used app? to when I was in London. Yeah, when you, we used to uh, at school, we used to drive around in the car and you text your um, yeah, text the number first, and they, yeah, and then, text and they get a shout number, out and then you get a shout out. And you, and you would, to be fair, the, the rate that guy would give shout outs was very very quick. He, yeah. You'd send the text in, in about forty five seconds to a minute later, you'd be getting a shout out. So it was like a very very efficient system. Now, how do you know Select UK? Oh, I love it. I'm the same as you. Yeah. I love a bit of dance music, a little bit of techno. <laughs> yeah, but you can get you can listen to it wherever you are now on the on the TuneIn Radio app. 
Can so you? it's on there, yeah. So if you put it in, you get it up. And it, and I love my dance music. And people say, oh, the essential selection. Yeah, but on Select UK Radio, you can get dance music 24-7, live mixes, and it's great. It really is good. I'm glad you listened to it. And that. you get a little bit of a personal spin as well because the, de- the sort of the DJ's on there and he's emceeing over the top. It's actually quite nice. But that shows how far technology's come because back in the day, we would, if we drove near flipping Banstead from <laughs> Croydon, we wouldn't we'd go out of service. And now it's yeah. like you can get it all over the world. <laughs> that is <laughs> so true. Hi, this is Marley Packer and you're listening to the England Rugby Podcast O2 Inside Line. Can you remember the first time you stood in a line and sang the national anthem? Yes. Where was it and how were you feeling? Um, it was a long, long time ago now. So I was playing for the under-19s. We were playing against Canada at RAF Holton. And, yeah, I can never, like, say in the first, like, bit. We've been practising mine for a good week running into this game. I got, um, got practising for the game or for the national anthem? National anthem, not the game. <laughs> The game comes natural. That's <laughs> so, hilarious. So you do that. So like we did sing it as a team once, and then like the rest of the time, like in my room or like with my buddy, arm and arm. But um, I got, I got. You actually practiced <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, because like you can't sing it wrong, can you? No. And then if you did sing it wrong, then you there's forfeits that are like even worse. So. Um, yeah, and then like I think I got the first two words out, then cried a bit, then sung the rest of it. And yeah, I've got to say, it's one of the proudest days of my life, but then it just gets better and better. So then I think when you step out of Twickenham and you're singing it and then you've got the fans singing it back at you, you can't hear yourself anymore. And I've got quite a loud voice, so <laughs> it's like, wow. So yeah, no, it's pretty special. If we were go, to go around to the Atorji pad yeah, and we walk in and we see the art on the wall, we press play, on your MP3 player, what would we hear? MP3, well, or whatever uh, it is. <laughs> I don't know these days. <laughs> whatever you're streaming. I was gonna. I was this close to saying CD player. I'll be honest with you. But the kids don't use CD players anymore. So if we were, all right, if we were to download or stream, or if we were to go to your um, streaming service of choice, shall we say? <laughs> what would we hear? What What do you listen to? Um. So I have a couple of. Uh, genres that I I mainly stick to. So the first one is Afrobeats. That's mainly African music. Um, normally have some kind of hip hop twist to it. So um, people like Davido, Wizkid, or those kind of guys. And I also listen to a lot of like rap, hip hop, R and B. Um, at the moment, Migos probably is what I'm what I'm listening to most. Probably that pre-game as well. Um, then I've got like 90s R&B, which is like... Don't we all? <laughs> voice to men. <laughs> that's that's it. Voice to men, new edition, a little bit of R. Kelly, um, all, all that kind of stuff. I've got some even older stuff than that. So like Motown and Barry White. Uh, all oh, it's definitely a single man's pad. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Hi, welcome to the Atorchi. <laughs> Palace of Love. <laughs> Whacking on the key sweat. I know <laughs> your sweat, game. Yeah. <laughs> now, I've got a message from my wife, Strictly Come Dancing's Tess Daly. Lovely. Because we sat and discussed the fact that you're an accomplished dancer, Jonathan Joseph. So we reckon we could get you in. Oh, my God. <laughs> How have you found that? Uh, How have you found that? Oh, you know, Wikipedia is kink. It, talk, talk to me about this because because <laughs> I tell you we'll take it we'll take it right as from this is the angle all right yeah. the reason why you're successful at centre <laughs> is because you're quick on your feet yeah 
which is probably because you're an established dancer. What do you mean established dancer? Well, I heard that you're a grade A student when it came to dancing. <laughs> so was, dra- was drama and dancing something that you did at school? Don't be embarrassed about right, it. It's okay, awesome. So, um, it's great. I was never that academic. I wasn't not academic, but I, I, I didn't enjoy sitting in a classroom and learning that way. I was always, you know, I always wanted to be on my feet, always wanted to be active. So mum was like, well, why don't you just pick drama and dance with it? I was like, um... <sighs> All right, I could do, to be fair. There's a lot of girls in the class, whatever. I managed to persuade my mate. Um, so me and my mate joined up, obviously, for GCSEs, and we had a great year dancing away. And then uh, at the end of that year, his family moved out to America. So you're on your own! <laughs> he stitched me right up. More select cuts from the interview shortly, but one feature that's produced many magical musical moments along the way has been three tracks. It's Vernon Kay with Dylan Hartley. Now, music is a great motivator. So you've come off the training field, you want to relax. Pre-game, you want to get amped up, you want to get psyched. Or if you've got some downtime, maybe you want to mellow out a little bit. But the first track that you've chosen is what, Dylan? All That She Wants Is Another Baby. Say that again. You heard. The ace of bass, all that she wants is another baby. Marrow, the first track you're going to pick is... Uh, I'm going to go with The Temptations, My Girl. This song... It's, it's, you know, it's, it's an awesome song, it's a classic. It's uh, um, the reason why I like it so much as well, because back in the day I used to be in the choir before my voice vo- voice broke. <laughs> and uh, this was this was a song that we sang and uh, we won the inter-house competition with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so My Girl by The Temptations. I tell you what, on the England Rugby podcast, you learn an awful lot of stuff that you didn't expect from any <laughs> Of our England rugby heroes, it's just come to me recently because it's it's a song that's very, very much me right now, and it's um, rewrite the stars from Greatest Showman because um, me and my sister and my wife we had last weekend off and we bought oh we, oh, we hadn't seen it before you see, so um, we we bought that on iTunes and watched that and that's a tune. Um, I'm a big Zac Efron fan. I was a big fan of his high school musical stuff and, and a brilliant song for me, that one. So, And I also love a duet, so um, that's me. Johnny, I love you. Hi, I'm Nolly Waterman. My first ever single that I bought on cassette, uh, Run DMC, uh, It's Like That, uh, showing my age. I remember getting it um, and uh, it was the first time I didn't actually have to record it from the chart show at the weekend. Um, I had it on my own cassette player, which was quality. Um, and yeah, doing the dance off with my friends, which is cool. Um, obviously not so cool nowadays. What's your first track, please, Danny? First one's Share the Shoop Shoop song. Bit weird, but for some reason when I was little... No, let me stop you there. I know this is a podcast, OK, but visually, my hands have dwarfed my head. Okay, this is a big face plant. Yeah. Did, did you, you just say, share, shoot, shoot? I no. did, and only because it... You're a professional rugby player, Dan. My first memory of being a kid is singing this. I knew every word, every word to the song. Can you remind us how it goes? Hugging, squeezing tight. That one, you know it, mate. Find out what you want to know. All right, we get that it. One. All right, here we are with Elliot Daly. Elliot, three tunes that have been significant in your life so far. What's the first one you're going to pick? Um, steps 5, 6, 7, 8. Oh, my goodness me. Popular decision. Oh, my goodness me. Uh, why? Um, first song I ever bought, actually. Oh, really? Oh, that's 99p okay. at a boot sale. George, big lad, I'm hoping that we're going to get some death metal, bit of thrash, bit of indie, bit of rock and roll. Let's kick off. Your first tune that you've chosen, please. Something by Arctic Monkeys, kind of... Um, I bet that you look good on dance floor, maybe. 
kind of in the school era, you know, house parties and yep. and kind of just enjoying that and enjoying that scene really, where uh, you know you're young and you're having a drink and and kind of enjoying it. Do you get to go out to many gigs? Try to, but it, you know you have to put these things miles in advance. And obviously, the typical thing with rugby is you don't know what you're doing until the next weekend. So um, yeah, so yeah, it's pretty hard, but. Hopefully, I'll get to some more. Big lag like yourself, though. Second round, it's me still behind you. Exactly. You know what I mean? I'd want my money back. Hey! <laughs> Come on! Cruise, out the way! What's your third and final track, Dylan? Uh, I've got to go current. Uh, anything by Justin Bieber. Uh, love yourself, oh, maybe. I'm off. That's no, it. I'm sit, done. Sit down. I'm done. Sit down, mate, This man please. represents our great nation. Hey, he, he's a... Uh, how many songs have you got in the top top 20 at the moment? I think he's up. So you're a believer? Of course. <laughs> Wouldn't be here, mate. Um, he's brilliant, mate. Me and Owen Farrell late at night up in our room at Pinney Hill, uh, cuddled up on the sofa having a good sing along. Um, anything by Bieber is pretty decent by me. Well, there you go. Dylan Hartley is a believer. The wonderfully varied, eclectic, and often bizarre musical taste of our England players. Now let's get back to the best bits. So uh, you can cook. You, you like your dance music. Do you make your own bed? I don't know what you quite... Do, do I literally make my own bed? Yeah. You know, yeah, not the bachelor bed, that, but when you've slept in it... Every you, morning? Yeah. Every single morning, yeah. You make your yeah. bed. Yeah. To a military yeah, standard? I have it, yeah. I have it to a decent standard. So it wouldn't be... It wouldn't... Like, if you were in the core, it wouldn't pass, but it's, like, definitely good. Like, I know exactly how I like it. I do it the, so the buttons are at the end, yeah. It looks good. That's a weird, strange question. What's... Yeah, it is. I'm just trying to figure out you, the man. Oh, right. Okay. And then, do you have two pillows? How many pillows do you have? Just two, two pillows. All right. Um, wait, are... wait, 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 wait. <laughs> When you make your bed, do you put the duvet over the first pillow so that the second pillow sits on top of the duvet, or do you put your duvet over two pillows stacked? There's only two pillows. Yeah. So I, I lay the duvet down flat because it covers the whole right. the whole bed, and, and then, then you I put the two duvets, the two pillows next to each other. Oh, okay. Just on top, just like straight up and down. There's no yeah. Now the only thing I'm not I'm quite against is it's like cushions like we're, we're oh behave a lot yeah. of, do you know what I mean it's like I don't I don't I think we should hang out because we could be really close friends. What do you reckon? I hate <laughs> cushions. <laughs> Like I why, hate cushions. the cushions like to the end of the bed. I just don't really, I don't really understand it. It's just pure. It's like style over function. With bed, I'm all about function. Me and Mako as brothers, but also the sisters that we have, they're the same, you know. And um, they made just as many sacrifices as we have um, to put us in the position that, that we're in now. So it was a, a big family unit growing up. Yeah, you massive. And your sisters. Yeah. Who was the naughtiest, and who got into trouble the most? Um, I actually, I don't like to, to, to talk about this, but probably me. Right. Um, I was very um, disruptive in class. I never really understood um, why teachers didn't like to have a laugh in class. <laughs> um, but I guess looking back now in hindsight, I can understand. Has that know? transcended into your rugby coach? Oh, yeah. No, the coaches like it. You know, it's a different environment. Right. Um, it's nice to, to kind of break the ice from, you know, from eight scrums in a row um, and have a bit of a laugh. But not when you're trying to learn, you know, algebra or whatever X is. Um, Maybe you need a little bit more concentration than you would. And more. <laughs> um, so I'd probably say me. I remember we used to have, um, every night we used to sit down as a family and just talk about what our days were like. And I always remember my dad would be like, oh, Billy, I got another letter from school. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember uh, they, it got to a point where they sent so many letters that they just started calling my mum because um, they said that, you know how we all went towards the recycling hype? So they're yeah. like, we're trying to save paper, so we're just going to call you instead. Because I used to wake up early and, and get the letters and throw them in the bin. So I'd read them, make sure the I didn't school do letters. it. Yeah, make sure I didn't <laughs> do it again the next week. Um, and then, but they started like, 
well, I'd say snaking me, but they were doing their jobs. <laughs> I started calling my mum directly, so I couldn't really pick up the phone and pretend I was my mum. Yeah, I was pretty naughty back then. We'd have instead of three tracks, we'd have three books. Oh, Sam Underhill's three books. That's horrible. Or one. That's that's, you guys that's have terrible. Called you bluff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I, I just read. I finished uh, Americana by Chimamanda uh, Adichie, which is I really enjoyed that. As Let the Great World Spin, I like that by Colin McCann. Very much enjoyed that. I quite enjoy uh, books from a different perspective. So Chimamanda Adichie is obviously uh, a, a very, very different person to, to, to myself. And I enjoy reading her. The way it's quite, I think it's quite nuanced, the way like writing a book, you've always got a bit of yourself in whatever yeah. you create, I think. And if you're always reading books that are written by a certain type of person, yeah. whether that be, not not it's a bad thing, but whether that be a, you know, an Oxford graduate w- white guy yeah. in his middle ages, you know, you're always going to, they always read a certain way. Whereas, um, different perspective, different perspective. I think you don't realize until you sort of start reading them. You think this, this is a bit different. Why is this different? I'm enjoying this. Why am I enjoying this yeah. compared to other books? And you think maybe it's because of the person writing it has had, has had different experiences. You didn't do um, philosophy at university, not economics. I'm doing politics at the moment. So I think right. that's so you like the social science part. I do. Yeah. Well, that's why I sort of enjoyed economics. What I'm seeing, what I'm getting is a theme that you don't necessarily have to agree with what you read, but you like people who put an alternative spin on life. Yeah. I like people that, you know, they're open-minded. Like I like, the, the being open to being presented with new ideas and new evidence. When you look at the Aussies as a whole, it, we stereotype again and we think, oh my gosh, all they do is play sport. Yeah. They love sport. They love going out. They love outdoor it's pretty activity. pretty accurate stereotype, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. But So when you came over here, was it a difficult transition uh, for a young 13-year-old Alec? I found the social side a lot more difficult. I never experienced anything like it. My school in Australia had the same amount as people in my year in the UK. So I, I was completely out of my depth and there was so many more social dynamics that I didn't really understand and didn't really understand the social norms, what they did here. And um, I remember my first maths class and I was just shaking. I was just so out of my comfort zone. Really? Was it you excelling at sport that kind of brought the ice where other lads would go, oh, he's all right, and the girls would go, ooh, this, this exotic Australian fellow has joined our school? I did, I did toe the line a little bit because my... Um, my uncle and my, my dad and stuff like that would always say, because they came back and forth, and they're like, you know, you have to feed them the line that, you know, because everyone asks, they ask very, what would seem stupid questions. They'll say, you know, like, oh, what's this, what's that? And I'll say, oh, yeah, you know, the, the mailman would be on the kangaroo, you know, and delivering, and they put the letters in the pouch and stuff like that. People fall for that hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> but then um, I think I think eventually we, we got around a sport, because playing rounders, I was like, some sort of amateur softball, isn't it? Mm. I think that's where I started and learned to play rugby as well. And I don't know, you slowly work your way in, don't you? Yeah. I was, I was just a bit quiet until you get pulled in. I tell you what I hated was the start of school because there'd always be like 15 minutes of people like in their huddles, <laughs> walking back and forth across the <laughs> courtyard, just like acting like I had something to do, walking with purpose. <laughs> don't talk to him, he's obviously off somewhere in a hurry. So... The time you sang on stage would take that. Yeah. In ter- in terms of sort of career highs, <laughs> where does that rank? Genuinely up there. Yeah. You were the only one that grasped that opportunity. You had to. You know, we're, we're, we're at a sellout arena with Take That, closing the show. And you're like, am I going to remember singing with Take That? Yeah. Yes. And when Gary Barlow looked, sing? we sung Never, Never Forget. Forget. Which was the last dance at my wedding. Was it? Oh, what, was a way it? To, what a way to bow out. Yeah. Lovely. And Gary Barlow looked over at me and he went, he's got a Good nice voice. He's got some pipes on him. And I was like, that, that for me was enough. Okay, well, let, let me tell you, let me ask you about um, 
house guest etiquette. Right, All right. Okay. So you you said there that you've been to many houses. Yeah. Lots of different people have been the residents of those houses. Is it etiquette when you rock up to say, "Hi, there's my boiler. Would you like a brew?" Do you know? Because I, say, I always offer whoever's coming a cup of tea, or um, my missus yeah. will put on a full sandwich spread <laughs> for whoever's coming. Right? Well, it's unbelievable. Where do you live? <laughs> yeah. Give I'll me a card tomorrow. Oh, we've had some plumbers in our time. I'm telling you, we've wasted so much money on dodgy plumbers. You're more than welcome to come and have a look at our system. <laughs> come, and have, come and have a look at our plumbing. You're more than welcome. Uh, but but surely to ask a plumber, you know, like yourself, you walk in, you want a cup of tea or a drink? Yeah. Do you want a drink? Yeah, definitely. Um, or do you just like some, being left to it? It depends. Like sometimes you have people that come in and um, they're a bit edgy because I'm a lady plumber as well. It turns up, so they're not. So they go, they, they watch out. Other people be like, "Oh, it's lovely to have a lady." And, like love it. Um, as with the cup of tea, bit of backhanded sexism right there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like it's it, it, it's great. But like um, with a cup of tea scenario, sometimes they offer, sometimes they don't, and sometimes they offer, but you just know you don't want one from that address. So. <laughs> It's like, no, you're okay, thank you very much. You can keep your water in your kettle. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, there's just some you just like, no, I'm good, thank you. Wing and fullback, Anthony Watson. Hi, Ro, welcome. If you had a crush on one of your teammates, who would it be and why? Oh, this is easy. I like that. This is very easy. It would have to be Jack Noel. 100%. The new haircut, the short blonde hair, definitely. He's on fire. And, and Jack's the kind of guy who generally doesn't care. No, he gives that persona that he's like... He does he's, he, he's got the confidence to match it, so no matter yeah. what haircut he wears, it's going to work for him. So. And he's got all those tattoos as well, so he's got his own, his own swag, which I appreciate. Hi, this is Jack Noel, and you're listening to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. Subscribe on iTunes or englandrugby.com. Talk to me about the hair and the way you've gone through it and the decisions or, or your favourite tat, but just about the aesthetics that is Jack Noel. I just like being different. Right. To it was never a bet or anything no. like that. It was just... Uh, the rat, the rat's tail a couple of years back probably was a bit of a bet. A lot of people would say, why have you got that? Well, the more and more people would say it's hideous. Get rid yeah. of it. The longer I'd want to keep it. And, yeah. And the less people started was speaking... Was it a bet, though? At the start, it was Luke Handicap had his mullet. I had my rat's tail. We kind of just kept growing him and growing him. Uh, he cut his os off. I was silly enough to keep it. Yeah. Um, but in the end, nobody really wanted it. was just normal. So yeah. in the end, I was a bit like, right, just just change it up. I've yeah. always believed you yeah. bleach your hair blonde, <laughs> give it a go, exactly. cut it all yeah. off, start again. Pretty <laughs> simple. Mix it up a bit. But exactly. the cats don't. You can't just cut those off. No, they're, so they're they obviously make any particular ones have special meanings. I've got, I've got a few. I think a lot of them. I spend time sitting down with my tattooers. And when you're a rugby player, a lot of them you do when you're injured. Yeah. Um, so you obviously have a lot of time when you're off the field as well. So I spend a lot of time with my tattooers sitting down, working out what would look good, what would, what would go well with me. Name um, check the tattooist. Who's this ledge? Matt Butler. He's recently yeah. just moved to Spain as well. Right. So he's. So uh, do you have to go to Spain I'm going to have to fly up to Spain, which is going to be a great shame to go out there for yeah. a couple of days, isn't yeah. it? Um, but he'll look after me when I'm out there. So it's, it's a nice way to completely switch off as well. When you're in there... We don't go on our phones. You literally just switch off and you just you just sat there talking with him. So it's quite a nice experience to go through. So is there are there family ones that you can share with us? Um, I've got a couple. I've got uh, a nice quote from my uncle on the inside side of my arm. He's, he didn't make it, but he used to write down before he passed away a lot of things that meant meant a lot to him in his little book. And I remember getting hold of it when I was a kid and keeping that. I like I like to get tattoos when I'm away in different countries as right. well. 
Um, Richard Cockrell's got Coventry under 19's tour uh, from 1989, <laughs> which he did after a few videos. Is that the sort of tattoo you have? Maybe not a Coventry tour. No. But if I've been out to Australia, I've got I've got a couple of the the kangaroos on my feet. I've got a few different funny jokey ones as well along the way. So you just got it's quite nice to look down and just remember where you were at that stage and what you've got it. And you know it comes with all the stories that are behind it as well. Another thing that Wikipedia popped up when I put your name in is I'm not going to tell you what I think it is. I have not. I dread to think what Wikipedia is saying about Okay, me. You were seventh in the Great Britain under-15s pole vault yeah, in 2003. True. No, yeah, so... Um, I no, 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 no. I want, I want the answer. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to put it into perspective. Yeah. Never, ever, ever in the history of the Great North West has a 15-year-old picked up a pole vault unless it's a piece of scaffolding. Yeah, that's. It's, it's funny you say that. It's a bit like at my school. I went to a very, very normal state school in Swindon. But to be fair to um, our head of PE, Mr. White, and he was just so enthusiastic with athletics that we couldn't really put a rugby team together and we played a bit of football, but we just had, we, we did re- have a brilliant year. And for such a small school in the middle of Swindon, we ended up winning national championships against like your Millfields and, and all of them. And, and basically he and, and another friend of mine thought we liked gymnastics. We did quite a lot of vaulting and gymnastics and, and we're multi-sport and he thought, you guys are brave and quick. You can have a go at the pole vault. So what we had was a couple of, <laughs> genuinely, a couple of like old, old pole vault sticks and a trough <laughs> at our school. But we didn't have the money at our school for a bed. So we were vaulting into the sandpit. Um, <laughs> no way! Yeah, so, but, but we got quite good quite quick. I love Johnny. He's, he's so intense. He's such he's, a unique character. He's a unique character, exactly, unique character, but you need them in the squad because you don't know what he's going to do next. No. I would imagine he's the kind of guy that folds up his uniform 10 times before he puts it on. Yeah, definitely, OCD. Hello, welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah. he, he used to like leave his watch around. He loves his Casio watch because he loves timing his stretching and stuff like that. So he used to leave it around all the time and all the boys just used to, as soon as they see it on the table, it's gone. Oh. He'd literally put it there and turn around and it'd be gone. He'd be like, he's got my watch though, I haven't seen it. <laughs> and he's, then he gets a bit stressed after that and then he's he's asking everyone see my watch see my watch like literally he's asking every single person asking the team manager see my watch he's like no I haven't seen him sorry 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 it's like and then one of the boys will either like auction it off back to him or it will be uh, given to him auction it uh, off yeah. back to him yeah. well if you can give me 100 quid for it I don't know where it is but I'll find it it's like, oh, there it is there you go um, or it's just somehow given to given to him back at the end of camp by then he's already bought one so now he has two. Oh, i love him <laughs> so it's good love him. i've noticed that a lot of england lads are very selective in uh, what they put in their man bag but are you quite specific at home in your bathroom in how you, all your products are laid i don't really have that many products i have toothpaste toothbrush those little flossing little violin things do you use that yeah, I did actually recently start using it because there's a new dentist that's opened down in town a load of the lads went to it and they were, i think they were a bit shocked with the results all come out with gingivitis, like whatever that is. I don't want to have that. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best podcast we've ever done. So there you have it. You've been listening to some of our favourite moments of the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. Of course, you can hear all of these players and their podcasts in their entirety. Just imagine all of that rugby gold you could be missing out on. So you know what you need to do? You need to head to Acast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to listen back. And make sure you subscribe so that when we return next year, you're one of the first people to get the podcast from Series 3. 
Join us next year for plenty more from the England camp. And in the meantime, don't forget to check out the official England Rugby social channels on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, for more, 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 more. We want more content. And if you've got time, head to iTunes to review this podcast and help us climb those rankings. Thanks for listening. And we'll leave you with some of the moments which didn't... Oh, this is it. This is the moment I've been dreading. These are the moments that didn't make it into the final podcast. Uh, don't be embarrassed for me. No, be embarrassed for me and for all the players who really did make a mess of it. All right, ready? Yeah, born ready. Hi, this is Jonathan Joseph, and you're listening to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. I tell you what, the O2 Bloom is a great way. I need more cards. And two pitches. That's one of the weirdest words I've ever heard. Really? Because I like the pitta bread. Because I could very easily have a double chicken pitta, but I'd rather have two of the pitters because then you've got pitta left over to dip into your the chicken what I, do liver like, sauce. I do like about it. We, we, everyone has like their method of eating. It's probably there. the best podcast we've ever done this. <laughs> Entrepreneur, it's got to be Hesk. Like here, jameshaskell.com at age 17, 16, 17. I used to send him, uh, fa- I was going to say hate mail, fan mail. <laughs> <laughs> I just know a few engines and stuff. But I think. The, the thing that is addictive is starting it up because you start an engine yeah, yeah. like that and it goes win yeah. overrated or underrated artisan coffee shops <laughs> like, apparently you know when they drop the cockroaches yeah. they smell why did you put the extra, extra consonant in yeah where, where, why are they cockers cockroaches co- cockroach well why no it's cockroach cockroach <laughs> Cockroach. Is it not? Is it not? No. I've said that all my life. The words have been every day. It's <laughs> not a cocker spaniel. It's a cockroach. Oh, cockroach. <laughs> Just cockroach. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, funny. Is Fortnite the new clash of clans within the rugby fraternity? I wouldn't say it's, it is freemium gaming though, which is which is all, which is good and bad because people get it's so addictive. Mm. It's the colours, the serotonin, you know, all of that scientific. <laughs> right? I'm too sure though. I think it is that. What's your favourite smell? Uh, no, I can't say that. I don't know. Fair I don't want to my head. No, I don't want to know. What pr- what profession? <laughs> what, don't say it. I'm in a WhatsApp group. <laughs> which One is, can only imagine. Which is, is, that up. Which yeah. is so Haskell. Yeah. Right, right, lads. Got a book out. It's going to take you eight weeks to get fit. It t- teaches you how to train and how to eat properly. Who's in? Like, uh, give it a go. Left the group. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Cockroach. That's, I mean, that's the most fun I've had in a long time.